This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network. Welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. This podcast will assist you in your quest to be, do, and have anything you desire by highlighting coaches, intuitives, energy specialists, and light workers. This is your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide and oracle for the many. Welcome everyone to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am so happy that you are here with us. And this is your host, Mary Ann Pack, your spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And today we have a delightful guest. You've probably heard her before on other shows that I've had. And my dear friend and colleague, Manda Stack of My Divine Intuition is joining us. Welcome, Manda. Hello, Mary Ann. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be with you. I am so happy you're here. Our conversations are always a blessing to me and I know to everyone who listens. So today I really want to um, set our intention. Our topic today is finding our intuitive yes. So let's commit to hear from our intuition so that we know what our intuitive yes and maybe no or maybe pause. So just building a relationship, just keep in mind that you're wanting to build a relationship with your intuition, with your inner being, your inner source, your soul. So I just would like, Amanda, if you would tell us a little bit about who you are and what good you bring into the world, because I know, but not everyone gets to know you. Thank you. I'm a, an intuitive coach and energy clearing specialist, and I'm a professional intuitive, which means that I have developed my intuitive abilities and am able to access information for other people that may not be readily available. And I do that through coaching. I do that through energy clearing, clearing out the, maybe some old stagnant blocks or beliefs or energy that may be preventing people from connecting with their own inner wisdom, their own intuition. And my, um, my, the name of my business is My Divine Intuition. I come from a background of um, pastoral ministry and ordained ministry of 23 years as a church pastor and very firmly anchored in, in that tradition. And along the way, I was developing and, and really interested in some of the more alternative um, healing arts. And I would go off and get training and certification and things like energy clearing uh, and and was really excited about expanding this this work. And so um, eventually I made the decision to say goodbye to my church work and move into serving people in a different way and building my business. And I still like what you said, Marianne, about intuition is connecting with our soul. Mm -hmm. And I believe and know very strongly in my heart that we are gifted with this ability to um, we are all wired with intuition. It's just that most of us have lost connection with it. And it really is a gift. And I believe it's a gift from the divine. It's meant as something 
for us to tune into and use and be aware of, to not be afraid of or think it's woo-woo or scary or something out of the realm of um, something that we should be um, participating in. So I'm, I see myself as a bridge between um, you know, especially folks who might come from a church background where they got the message that, oh, you know, things like uh, intuition are maybe um, of the devil, quote, of the devil, or um, things that you shouldn't be dabbling in. And um, I'm here with a different message that God created us, the divine created us in, in a way to beautifully and authentically live this life in, in so many different capacities. I so agree because, you know, I, I came from a very religious, strict background, very conservative, and this probably would have been something that would have been taboo, something that we shouldn't have dabbled in, but yet I find so much peace and joy when I listen to my intuition because I feel like that's that God spark, that God intelligence that's flowing through us, that power that backs our lives. And so, yes, I, I so agree when I started um, also developing a relationship with my inner being, that's when my intuition started flowing. When I made the decision that it's time for me to de dig deeper into who I am and how I'm made up and who I'm made up of, you know, where life brings us so much more joy. And so now it's just like, uh, this is such a delight to have the ability to tap into this intuition because I feel like it is messages from God. Yes, it's messages from God. It's a more rich and abundant way of living. And one of my favorite verses in the Christian scriptures is when Jesus said that I came to give you life so that you might have abundant life. And that word abundance, I mean, so many of us live our minds, live, live our lives so caught up in our minds and head and worries, um, just getting through the day and with a very narrow focus. And I think that feels to me like the opposite of abundance, the opposite of what the divine wants for us. And like what you were saying, Mary Ann, it, it is, you know, it's about joy. It's about connection and peace in our hearts. I, I so, so agree. Um, and I think we really don't have that joy until we make that connection. Because to me, that's just blending the mind body with the spirit. That's coming into the wholeness of who we are. So it rounds out our lives and makes our lives so much more full and rich and deep. And I, I just love that. So our topic today is your intuitive yes, how to make the right decision every time. So how do we, how do we know our intuitive yes? Um, and, and that we don't second guess ourselves. How can we be so assured that this is our intuitive yes? Yeah, excellent question. And I want to start by inviting you and everyone who's listening to think about a time when you did have an intuitive yes, and however you want to call it, a gut feeling, a yes, um, um, some sort of um, 
intuitive hit or some sensation um, or some inner knowing of, of a direction that you were meant to go in. And you, um, in hindsight, you did not do it. Mm. Um, and you wish you would have, or even if it was an intuitive, no, like, oh, I really shouldn't do that. Like you, you got an, a gut response, like, no, I shouldn't do that. But you went ahead and did it anyway. And after the fact, it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, we have all had probably multiple experiences like that, where we knew we, we knew our intuitive yes or no in that moment, but for a variety of reasons, we overrode that. And I, I'll share a, an example from my own life. And when I was, um, I had moved to a new area and um, was starting to date and wanted to get into a relationship, into a partnership. And um, so I went on a date, a first date with a guy that I had been set up with and um, ended up being my now ex-husband. I think you can see where this story is going. But what happened was, so we got it, we met at a restaurant and I sat down across the booth from him, booth from him in the, in the restaurant. And just in the first, like first, maybe 30 seconds of, of meeting him and starting to greet each other and whatnot, I had this little voice that said, oh, he's not the one. Really quickly, almost kind of neutral, you know, not like warning lights, like don't stay, he's not the one. It was just really clear and gentle and firm. He's not the one. And I remember hearing that. Um, and then, of course, you know, I didn't want to just get up and leave. I was like, I was like, what does that mean even? Like, wait, 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 I'm just starting here. And so, you know, we had our meal together and talked and he was funny and nice and um, we had a good time. And of course, ended up going on some more dates. And I was, I was lonely. Um, you know, I, I hadn't, didn't really know anyone. And so, I think like many of us, um, I overruled that inner knowing uh, for lots of logical, maybe reasons that, you know, would make sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was nothing particularly wrong, wrong with him. And um, so, you know, we went along and eventually married and eh, two and a half years later divorced. It wasn't meant to be. And I, that's one of those hindsight experiences that I think many of us have gone through where we did have an inner knowing about a yes or a no, and we didn't follow it. And that's not to say, Marianne, that um, it was necessarily even the wrong decision because we all go through what, what would we call them? Growth experiences, right? right. We, we come out the other end um, wiser with more experience. Um, and, you know, the flip side is we have the ability to save ourselves a lot of time and heartache and maybe money <laughs> um, and difficult experiences when we learn to really hear, trust, and act on our inner wisdom, our inner yes, our inner no. And I'm sharing this story because I'm sure we all have experiences just like that. And um, I'm passionate about helping 
all of us get much better at tuning in and and having a relationship, just like what you said at the start of our time together, that this, you know, this really is a, a two-way street. Our intuition has something to tell us and, and um, you know, we can talk back and forth with it. I, I definitely agree with that. It, it is definitely a conversation because in relationships, you build a relationship because you're in conversation. You don't say, I'm going to build a relationship with that person and never spend time with them. You know, you, you get to know them. You, you spend time with them. You hear their voice. You understand the tones, you know, the, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's a relationship. And also, don't you think that a lot of our intuitive yes and no, like you said, it was just a very quick, clear message, but it was quiet. It was like a whisper. That's very often how our intuition connects with us. Yes. And that it's so subtle. Um, And one of the things I'm going to talk about today is um, how we can, that we really, it's intuition is an embodied experience. And when we are caught up in our minds with our worries and fears and plans, there's not much room for our intuition to get through. Or if it does, we dismiss it, uh, or we don't catch it, or we think it's our imagination. Um, And so a big piece of learning to hear, know, and trust and act on our inner yes, our intuitive no, intuitive yes, is being able to become more embodied to quiet down all the external noise, the internal chatter, mind chatter, so that we have space to hear and connect with our inner knowing. I agree. I think that's why for me, meditation, quiet mind meditation is so important because the point is I'm quieting my thoughts. And at the same time, I'm quieting resistant thoughts that might be that chatter, that doubt or that worry or fretting or, you know, so that I'm actually open to hearing. I mean, meditation is so many times when I, you know, receive a download or see the image of, uh, you know, an animal spirit or, or something. Um, It's always, because again, it's a whisper. So our intuition is always, whispering to us. So we have to be quiet and listen. There can't be all these distractions. We have to spend some time. If you're, again, if you're building a relationship with someone, you don't go to the noisiest place every time you get together to get to know somebody. You like pull apart. You you set aside quiet time that it's just you and the person you're developing a relationship with. It's the same thing. We want to pull away. We want to have some quiet time that we're not distracted. There's not a bunch of noise going on. It's that quiet yeah. stillness, you know, that is the, and when you're talking about your intuitive yes and no, it's not, it's not an audible voice. At, to talk about some of the ways that that um, these messages can come through, because I know mine seem to change all the time, depending on what maybe I need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so talk good. a little bit about some of the ways these intuitive messages comes through. Sure. 
Think about the five senses that you have. Um, each of the, your intuitive abilities are connected with those. And some people have like one primary way of getting intuitive information. Marianne, it sounds like you have a variety. Mm -hmm. um, and you can actually grow your abilities in each of these categories, sight, smell, hearing, taste, uh, feel, sensation. So, you know, thinking about each of your five sen um, senses, there are connections with um, what's going on inside. For example, um, when I'm doing energy clearing, I get pretty clear intuitive impressions, usually often through all five senses. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I have worked um, for many years developing this. So it, it comes more easily to me. And I, I, one of the questions I often get asked is, you know, how can I be intuitive? And it's through practice, it's through intention, it's through, like you said, um, providing, creating some protected, quiet time with yourself. So for example, um, I was doing a, an, an energy clearing for someone. And I, as I was clearing, I, re I had like a physical pain in my elbow. And I have learned that anytime I get a sensation in my body, or see a visual or, or hear some words like a message or a phrase, when I'm in, in that um, intuitive mode, it's not mine. It's, it's actually on behalf of the person I'm working with. So for example, I had this elbow pain mm -hmm. and um, I have learned over, the, over time that I just put it out there. I say, I'm experiencing a bit of elbow pain and, I, and I'm curious if you either have an old injury there or if that means anything to you. And in this case, the, my client said, oh my gosh, yes, I, this, it's an, actually an old, I fell down the stairs when I was a teenager and cracked my elbow and I, you know, I had gone to physical therapy for a while. And you know, now she was in her 50s, but she had noticed recently that the elbow pain had returned and she had been thinking about it recently, like, do I need to go back to physical therapy? Is there, you know, has it been re-injured? Um, or is there some other message here? So, um, and that's just one example. And, and you know, that was for her, that was a message for her to take in and figure out what it, what it really meant. And um, it, I often find that if, if there are physical pains, that that's often a signal. Um, yes, if please go to the doctor and get checked out. And in addition, it's often your body sending up a signal that's an invitation for you to ask some questions, like what was going on in that a teenager's life where she fell down the stairs and is there something she needs to kind of revisit at this point in her life to do some more healing around so um okay i just put that out as an example of um people you know those of you who are listening you may get physical sensations which could be like a like a tingling or a, a warm sensation or even like a little um a little physical pain which can be a little nudge that you know, it's an invitation to pay attention to. Um, or the example I used in the, from the restaurant booth where I actually heard that, that little phrase, you know, he's not the one. Um, I, I often hear little, little phrases or words or sometimes a, a little 
piece of um, music uh, lyric comes to me or a little bit of a song and I, I find myself repeating it in my mind and then I become conscious of it and then I'm like, oh, what does this mean for me today? Yeah. I, I like that. And there's other ways too. I mean, I know <clears throat> you've, you've done some work with Oracle cards and, and I love Oracle cards and affirmation cards and, um, um, you know, being in nature, we get a lot of signs when we're in nature, because again, we're in that loving mode of enjoying enjoyment. And when we're um, enjoying ourselves and we're at peace and the trees or nature or streams or wherever we are, you know, we're ready. It's like, it's like we're open to receive those messages. Um, can you speak to just a little bit about some of those other, like sometimes we see other signs around us. The external. Necessarily yeah. in our, yeah, external, I guess. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, external signs. So um, like you said, in nature is a beautiful, is a wonderful way um, to open ourselves up and paying attention as you go about your day to what crosses your path. Maybe you are out on the sidewalk walking and you see a white feather and then you're walking later on that day and you happen to see another feather. Especially if you see things in multiples, that's often a clue to pay a little bit of attention and to ask yourself, well, what does a, a feather mean to me? And you might wanna go research a little bit about feathers and just play around with it. You know, Don't be real serious about it, but just kind of lightly hold it and invite some more information about it. Um, see how it might relate to whatever it is you're dealing with in your life at that time. Um, and one thing you can do is just ask a question at the start of your day, like what, you know, what information do I need to know about so-and-so or such situation? And then hold that lightly in your um, thoughts as you go about your day and be aware with all your senses, visually, auditory, maybe you'll hear you know, a, a little overhear a conversation where someone says exactly what you, you know, where you know that it's for you as well. Um, yeah, there's a beautiful ways of receiving external intuitive information as well. And that's another reason to get out of our minds and our thinking and our narrow focus so that we can be open and available to what information wants to present itself to us. I absolutely love that you say to um, ask a question because asking is inviting life force to come in. It's summoning life force. So you're actually stirring energy when you ask a question. So when you're doing that, then you're in, you're, you're being receptive to what an answer might be. And like she said, many times it's multiples. You'll see it, you know, three days in a row, or, and you'll hear three different conversations that happen to go and, and you put it together. And it's not your mind that's putting it together. It's your intuition who is giving you that same message over and over again so that you don't miss it. So you don't miss it. That is so funny. You know what I noticed just this morning has been coming. It's only twice. So if it comes a third time, I'm really going to pay attention, but something, and it's so random and bizarre, but it's something about 
the band, uh, the Bee Gees. <laughs> and I have no idea. And if it's a particular song or something, but I, it's shown up, it's, it's, not, you know, little bits of a song or, you know, about one of the band members. So, and the second time it showed up, I'm like, my little antenna went up like, Oh, okay. So I'm open if a third time something wants to show up and I'm just, again, be lighthearted about it, play around with it, see what, you know, and it could be something as silly and random as, you know, as the Bee Gees. It doesn't have to be some, you know, real, you know, totem, like animal totem thing, although that's amazing when it happens as well, but it can be silly things as well. Absolutely. Our intuition has a sense of humor. It does, totally. Because there are times when I get messages from my spirit guides, the many, and I'll be either writing down or I've asked a question and I'm recording it on my voice recorder or something. And then they'll just make a funny. And then sometimes they'll even go, ha, huh. you know, like, did you get that one? We just made a funny. Oh, I just, I love it. We, it's light. Don't think that just because this is, um, you know, spiritual work or whatever, that it's some serious, heavy um, thing that you have to, oh, you know, I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit and hear from my inner being. Right, right. It's not that. It's, you know, they're chomping at the bit to talk to us. Yes. So it's like they want this relationship. They're going, yes, yes, yes. She's ready to hear something. Here's a little sign. You're something fun. So I, I, I absolutely love that. Um, because this is also about how to make right decisions mm -hmm. for us. Um, can you speak to a little bit about that? How do we know when, a, when our intuitive yes, or maybe a no, or maybe mm -hmm. oh, just a wait, not mm -hmm. just now, that, that it's right for this decision-making time? Yep. Great, great question. And I want to share around that. I want to share three techniques that are all slightly different um, that anyone can do that will help them tune into their intuitive yes or intuitive no. And um, so I'll just go through them and explain what they are and offer them. Um, the first one, and, and they're all, all three have to do with um, um, their somatic sensing, which means of the body. And remember, we're, we've been talking about how you need to be able to um, come in and anchor into your physical body in order to hear your intuition. So um, each of these three techniques has, um, has that element to it. The first is called a sway test, sway test. And it's a self-testing um, technique. There's a little art to it. It's usually pretty easy. It's one of um, one of the more popular ones and easy for anybody to do. I'm going to verbally explain it. Um, and what it does is it taps into the um, language of communication that from your inner body, from your energy field. So it, what you do is you stand um, kind of with about um, shoulder distance apart with your feet and don't lock your knees and just kind of stand there um, easily and gently and anchor yourself there. And then what you do is you ask yourself a series of questions that have a very clear yes answer. And I'm talking about things like, my name is Manda. I live in Wisconsin. 
and I do, by the way, for those of you who don't know, um, I have, I have a cat, you know, again, I do. So clear, yes, answers. And when you do, you're going to see what your body does when you ask those, you're going to ask the, you're going to, or you're going to make the statement. My name is Manda and see what your body wants to do. And usually it will want to sway and very often on the yes, it will sway forward. Like as if you're moving towards something mm -hmm. and you often feel the pull from somewhere around your midsection, like around the belly area or sometimes around the heart. And it's very subtle and gentle. It's not like it's gonna knock you over, um, but you'll definitely feel a, a, a sensation of moving forward. And then you repeat that with three really firm, no question, no uh, statements like, my name is Frank. I live in Timbuktu. Um, I have a tarantula, you know, and then see what your body does. And very often it will move backward a little bit. It'll sway backward. And that is your body's knowing. And um, and then what you can do is when you get good at that, good at feeling the y y your yes and your no, you can start asking questions about other things. This is a technique that I personally use. Uh, in fact, I think I just used it last night on things like vitamins and supplements. Like I don't necessarily take, you know, take something every single day. Um, but I asked my body, I, I would hold the bottle of whatever it is. I think in this case, it was melatonin. I, it was, it was the evening. I was like, um, it would be beneficial for me to take melatonin now. Yes or no. And, um, I got a no, it, it pushed me back just very gently. So I'm like, okay. And I've learned to trust that like not tonight. Okay. That's all right. If you get no movement, that's often, um, a more neutral, um, answer and that can be either yes or no it's usually more of a you know not maybe not right now or ask again later so that's the sway test and you can use it um use it for you know anything um, I, when i first learned this technique i had so much fun in the grocery store kind of discreetly i would like hold a can of beans and say this can of beans is good for me and I would either sway either back or forward, or I'd hold an orange. This orange is beneficial for me. <laughs> and um, I just, I had so much fun. So I invite you all to play around with this, the sway test. I like how you keep saying to play around with it. Again, it's lighthearted. It is not, and this is very much, you know, the sway test you're talking about when you answer, when you ask very definite yeses and nos, and that is a lot like um, muscle testing. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. If it I'm testing yeah. someone for a particular supplement, I want to ask their body if this is, do they need this one? Or maybe it's this different blend. And when I'm trying to distinguish between one or the other, <clears throat> you know, then I can get those answers. So yeah. yes, I totally agree. This is definitely mm -hmm. something your body knows. Your body, body knows. Yeah. And um, kinesthetic testing like that, you, you know, you obviously are skilled at doing that on behalf of other people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, after people practice it for a while, you can achieve that level of skill at it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really want to empower people to be able to do that for themselves as well. So yeah. 
um, so they can, you know, bring themselves into the decision making process too. So that was the sway test. Mm -hmm. Second, the second of the three that I'm sharing, this is just a ver um, verbalizing of yes and no, and how it feels in your body. So I'm going to invite everyone to just close your eyes. And I'm going to repeat the word yes a number of times here. And I want, as you hear the word yes, I want you to feel into your body how it feels. And it may feel um, expansive. It may feel lighter or um, more open, I, however it feels for you. So just allow the vibrations of and the sound of the word yes to wash over you and tune into how it feels. Here we go. Yes, 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 yes. And take a breath and open your eyes and see if you noticed, maybe it was located somewhere in particular in your body. Notice anything, Marianne? I did, it was, it was upper, it was almost kind of like my shoulders wanted to come forward ah. and, and, and it, just in having my eyes closed, the vision of in the darkness just kind of went, yes, you know, a little bit brighter. Ooh. It was like waves. Every time you said, yes, you know, the wave got just, just a little brightness in, in, in my closed eyes in my mind's eye. So yeah, it was the, the shoulders and the chest wanting to kind of lean into it. Yeah. Okay. So now you have a sensate feeling of what your yes is and even some visual too. I love that. And for those of you listening now, you have that too, so that you have this felt sense of yes. So um, you have something to hold on to and compare um, and feel into for when, when you're, um, when you're implementing your own intuitive yes. Let's do the same thing now for the, your intuitive no. I'm gonna invite you to close your eyes and feel into or see what shows up even visually in, um, in your mind's eye or where you feel it in your body as I repeat the word no. Allow the, the vibration and the sound of the word no to wash over you as you tune in. Here we go. No. 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 All right, take a breath. Come back. All right. Did you have any? Did you notice anything with that one, Marianne? Yeah, it was like, you know, kind of where my yes started. This was like my no was kind of here and below, like through my tummy, through my hips. It's like every time you said no, I got just a flash of energy wanting to go backwards a little bit. Yeah. That's really valuable information, what you're sharing there. And you know, now that you have this baseline reading of yes and no in your body, that um, is a tool that's a resource that you will have 
from now on. So um, we just played with energy a little bit here. Mm -hmm. And um, this is going to be available for you going forward. So thank you for playing along with that verbal yes and no. Absolutely. Love that. Now, the th yay, the third is... Um, it's called the traffic light visualization. Now, of course, um, our traffic lights are, you know, green means go, yellow means slow down, red means stop, right? So um, anyone here who has a driver's license and has driven, um, you know that, you know, you need to pay attention to traffic signals. So, um, Let's again kind of feel into our body and I invite you to close your eyes and imagine that you're driving along a road and you're a good cautious driver so you're paying attention to everything around you and the you know that a traffic light is coming up so you see it in the distance and you see off in the distance that it is still green but you know that there's a chance it may turn to yellow so feel how it feels in your body as you're driving up to this traffic light and then, okay, you see it blinks to the yellow, to the middle one and it turns yellow. How does your body feel as it turns yellow? And now as you're driving closer to the traffic signal, of course you're slowing down, you're getting ready to stop and then you see it turn red. How does your body feel when it turns red? And stay there, stay there. You're gonna wait at the traffic signal until it turns green and you're watching it. It's still red. All right, you're watching it. All right, it flips to green. Good to go. How does your body feel when the traffic light is green? And you drive on forward and you're on your way. All right, take a breath and come back and open your eyes. <laughs> I'd like to invite Marianne. How was that for you? What did you notice? This is different. Um, I remember we, we did this. I, I've done this, this particular red light, green light, yes and no, practice with her before. And um, at, in that time, I remember my green when I was sitting at the stoplight, you know, my chest kind of leaned forward and like, oh, go, we're ready to go. And yet this time, it was more the driving sensation of, you know, when you put brakes on, you kind of, you, you feel the pressure down on your vehicle, your tires slowing you down. And so I don't, I don't know how I got it. It was just opposite. This one, because I felt the driving of it, it was more the sensation of stopping like, like you're putting your brakes on like this mm -hmm. to stop yourself from falling forward. And mm -hmm. then when I always go is like, I tend to be a fast driver. So, <laughs> you know, I tromp the gas and, you know, <laughs> you get thrown back in the seat. So I, I don't know if I didn't do it right. So Marianne, you went on a wild ride. I did. <laughs> I did. I like brakes and I like gas pedals. That is funny. Well, actually, you bring up an interesting point because, yes, our bodies or we get this intuitive yes or intuitive no. And we, you know, it, like you said, it's a two way conversation. You know, we have a part in making the decision to to follow the intuitive yes or the intuitive no. We need to use our logical mind. You know, it may be, an, you know, an intuitive yes right now, 
but it's actually, you should probably put the brakes on because of this other piece of information. You know, it may not be the right time, you know, at this moment. So, um, you know, red light, green light isn't carte blanche to just, you know, go all out and completely follow your intuition. So um, it's a, you know, it's a real, it's a complex balance of all of that. Mm -hmm. But I really am advocating for everyone to bring on board this beautiful partner of their inner wisdom, their inner knowing to be part of the conversation and a full fledged um, I mean, what would it be like to have, you know, consider your in intuition, like the CEO of your life, like mm -hmm. helping to, you know, get the lay of the land and run things and um, be part of the decision making process. Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, even though I kind of, it was kind of opposite of the feeling I had before, because my intuitive know the first time we did it, it was like it's sitting in this chair. Uh, it felt like my hips were pulled down and back, like it seated me harder in the chair. Even though it was, it was the sensation of driving, of putting on the brakes and kind of falling forward, kind of, you know, to stop yourself from going forward, it was still a definite, this is no. So it wasn't like it confused me because it was the sensation of driving, actually being in a vehicle. So it was a different feeling than the first time I went with went through it with you because I was very much just feeling the chair instead of feeling like I was actually in a vehicle. Oh. Um, so I, because it was, I mean, it was certainly clear. I knew that I was putting on the brakes. That was my no, that was my stop. Mm -hmm. So it was very, it was still clear to me. And, and my yes was, let's take off and go. Here we go. You know, awesome. so it didn't, it like, didn't confuse me to the feeling that I was getting because again, my mind's eye was playing more in the vehicle. So, you know, it, it's, it's not like yes, this. we are, you know, each of us are in the driver's seat of our own lives, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was talking about. A lot of times things they shift a little bit or they, are they, um, mm, we get different messages at different times, but there's still a knowing there's, there's still that, that deep knowing, even though, like I said, my situation was a different in both of these exercises. I still knew which one was, which I had that knowing of which one was, which. Very good. So. And our intuition does change and evolve through time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because even when I started receiving messages from the many, um, you know, I would pose my question at the top of my sheet or ask what I need to know about today or whatever. And it started actually in a written format, you know, um, the very first time I did it, I started writing and the first few letters were kind of in my style of writing. And then all of a sudden my hand started slanting real hard to the right, which I don't write that way. So I knew it was like, oh, here they come, you know, and then, you know, to be able to actually voice record a message and then now go into video recording their message. So we, that's part of growing that relationship. It develops over time and you get more comfortable with it. 
That's a beautiful example of how your own inner wisdom and abilities have evolved. And everyone listening, you know, this is uh, developing your intuitive uh, abilities is a practice and it takes, you know, it takes some commitment. And, you know, Marianne, I've, I've witnessed the beautiful evolution of your own abilities and, and playfulness and lightheartedness along the way. And um, it's, it's really coming online in a, in a really strong way that's of great service to so many people. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, I do want you to talk to, will you speak to decisions and sometimes the energy of decisions? What does making a decision, the energy of that create? Because indecision just feels horrible and making a decision feels like relief or something, you know, speak to the energy of decision-making. Yes. Yes. Well, it's such an important piece of um, the topic of intuition because we make so many decisions every day. There's, there's actually a study from Cornell university about how many decisions an adult makes every day. And the numbers are staggering when I first learned them. Um, I don't, did I ever share this with you, Marianne? No, no. I, I looked up how many thoughts we had in a day, oh, like yeah. 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts. So I'm thinking that's a lot of thoughts and probably a lot of decisions yeah. that we just boom, boom, boom. We just, I want this. I want that. I want, I don't want that. Yeah. So, so go ahead speak to that. I, all right. So um, everyone get a number in mind of how many decisions you think an adult makes every day. Okay. And the answer is 35,000 decisions per day. Oh my gosh. I just got field bumps all down my legs. <laughs> Amazing. I know. And a lot of them are like little micro decisions that we make. For example, if you're sitting there working on the computer, you think in the back of your mind, I should really get up and stretch, or I should really get up and get some something to drink and you're constantly returning to that yes or no should I do it now or should I do it later um, should I continue reading this article or stop like those little decisions that just you know we're making all the time and so being having a clear connection with your intuitive yes and intuitive no goes a long way in streamlining your day it opens up creativity um, it releases the drag on you. And like you said, an unmade decision um, is a drag. Um, the author Brene Brown said that we often think that not making a decision is neutral, but it's not. She says it's defaulting our life away. Because mm -hmm. I, I know that sometimes, uh, you know, when we do have a decision to make, we say, oh, I'll deal with it later or uh, not yet. And by setting it aside or putting it off, it does drain our energy. It is um, a great energetic and emotional wear on us. And so the better at making decisions, and not necessarily that we have to make in quick, some people need time to process and feel into it and maybe need to get more information and do some research. And that's all fine. It's just, you know, why put so much unconscious energy into it's almost like a beach ball you know that you want to hold you know I'm I don't want to deal with this decision right now so I'm going to hold it under the water and that beach ball wants to rise back up and you're exerting this force to hold it down and under the water and that takes energy 
energy that you could be using for so many other wonderful things in your life. So um, yeah, decisions are a big part of uh, how we can use our intuition and not get caught in overthinking. So, um, you know, think about it, um, everybody, what would um, be different in your life if you were able to rely on your intuition more and trust it? How do you think your day would flow more differently? And what would be available if you're able to easily perceive, trust, and act on your inner wisdom? I love that. I love that. I, I, yes, the ease and the flow. And what, it's, it's like you've had a hard decision and, you've, and you finally decide, okay, I got to make this decision and you do it. Don't you, don't you remember how just relief floods you and you go, okay, that decision is made. And then now all I have to do is just line up with it and follow the decision that I made, but it's relief. Mm -hmm. It's, it's such an energetic relief. And two, to me, decision-making again is you're calling life force. As soon as you make that decision, that relief is because your intuition, your your inner being just flooded you with life force and to give, to bring you that energy to fulfill that decision that you just made. And that makes me think about the definition of decision, um, like the root word of decision, I think a Latin, it comes from the Latin word um, desidere, which means to cut off. So one of the reasons we hesitate to make decisions is because we know that we're saying yes to something, but it's going to mean no to something else. And, um, you know, we, you know, out of fear or out of comfort, we don't want to let go of something. So um, just, you know, making a decision is, uh, um, you know, is an energetic act of letting go of cutting something off but for a greater good, for a greater reason, for your, your, your growth, your well-being. Um, so it's maybe cutting something off that was not, you know, not as supportive, or maybe it was perfectly good, but you've outgrown it. And those, you know, sometimes those decisions can be the hardest, actually. Yes, yes, yes. Outgrowing, absolutely. You know, when, when we have, it's sort of like when we pivot even in our business or, or in our lives, you know, we, we know we've been doing it this way all along, but it's sort of like we've, we've outgrown it. And, and now it's time to just release that and move into that new blossoming area of our business or our life or, and, and really when you make the decision again, even if you're letting something go, it's still relief that you made the decision. The, you know, it, it's still a forward motion. And that's what we're always, um, that's what we're always striving for is forward motion, forward thinking, the energy going forward, you know? So um, when we, when we make decisions, uh, you know, a lot of times we have to remember this is, this is for our highest good, you know, and we can ask our inner being that if we're futzing with a decision and, and kind of in turmoil about it, what is for my highest good? Mm-hmm. Expect an answer. 
we can expect an answer as we're developing that relationship because someone you love, if you ask them a question, you know, you can expect an answer from someone you love <laughs> and someone who loves you. They're not going to leave you high and dry. Oh, Marianne, that's a huge, huge point. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And, and even like you were talking about um, with the, the energy clearing that you do, um, you know, when we kind of get stuck in that energy of indecision or, you know, just how hum we're just we've kind of tuned out to our inner being and we're trying to tune back in and we can't quite hear. And then we get a little frustrated and then we, you know, that's, that's many times the times that even for me as a coach for who I am, I reach out for help. Yes. Yeah. I go to Amanda and I say, I need a session. So your energy clearing does a lot of that to mm -hmm. me that stagnant, the, the stuff that, that we're trying to let go of it. won't. don't you think you're, that's a so, lot of your energy. Yeah. Yes. Often things that we're not even aware that are still hanging on us. Yes. Yeah. Old, you know, old patterns, old beliefs, you know, someone that we interacted with that we're still kind of ruminating about that you can just can't quite let go of. Yes. I, I definitely agree with that. I, it just helps so much to have someone, especially when you're in that kind of stuck time. Yes, I, I agree, Marianne. I also reach out um, yes. and I reach out to other trusted people who I know can hold that ability and space and help me hear my inner wisdom. And it's not necessarily about someone else giving me the answer. It oh, is about... Yeah, it, and I really want to, you know, caution against that for anyone listening, because um, I, I used to do when I was starting out, I would like, you know, I would hire a, you know, an intuitive or something, and and you know, sometimes the experiences were really not that helpful. They were more scary or disheartening than enlightening and beneficial. And I really want to um, invite everyone listening to be, you know, to. If, if you do reach out to seek some support, to really be careful about who you are reaching out to, make sure that there's someone trustworthy, maybe get some recommendations. Marianne is um, putting together this wonderful coaching um, group, um, people that she can recommend. Uh, reach out to me if you're looking for some support as well, because um, there, there are a lot, of, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I'm a professional intuitive and I'm really careful about um, my ethics and, and, you know, working with people in ways that are respectful and um, empowering and not disempowering or putting fear into them. And I, unfortunately, there are some intuitives um, that are working that, um, that that is their mode of, of, of working. And I'm sad to say that sometimes my clients have come to me after having had a, a rough experience with that. And um, I want to just head that off at the pass for anyone else who's listening here. Absolutely. Yes, Manda mentioned, um, I'm, I'm creating a coaching concierge membership where I will have coaches that I have vetted. I know them personally, you know, so that when, when client members join the membership, 
they will be directed to these beautiful coaches that have integrity and are of bringing such value to their clients, their coaching clients. So keep your eyes open for that. That's coming up in this coming this uh, coming year here. Um, what? How can people work with you? Because, I mean, I've worked with you over the years, and uh, I want to share what you do with our audience because this is really important for people to start. I think more and more people are being open to starting to want want something more and they're maybe not quite sure what they're looking for or maybe they've already started dabbling a little bit in building a relationship with their intuition but they really want more they want more life more joy more clarity mm-hmm. so how can people work with you Amanda my website is mydivineintuition.com and I offer one-on-one um, heart and soul strategy coaching sessions where I help you hear your intuition. And I also offer uh, energy clearing sessions where it's a different form of connecting with intuition and um, it shifts the energy so that you are more in the flow and able to hear your inner wisdom. And if anyone um, would like to get a taste of working with me at no cost, I have on my website a complimentary intuitive decision-making guide that you can download at mydivineintuition.com forward slash guide, or just go on my website and take a look there. And it offers, I've put some thought into and and created this guide with um, and offer seven different techniques that you can use to access your inner wisdom, your intuition. And Marianne had mentioned Oracle cards earlier. That's one of the tools in my um, free guide that I personally use fairly often and very effectively. So if you have not yet, um, worked with oracle cards yourself that would be a great starter way for uh for you to to get going with that and i even recommend in there my favorite deck my favorite oracle card deck of all time so that is in the guide if you want to get that so yeah again um i'm really excited for everyone who's listening um to continue growing and practicing with that wonderful relationship that you have with your intuition. And I'd love to connect more with any of you who are listening. Just reach out to me again at mydivineintuition.com. And this is Manda Stack. I love that, Manda. And let me tell y'all, I have used her decision-making guide when she very first put it out a couple of years ago. And um, it's been, it, it was, I, I picked out one particular thing and it was the non-dominant handwriting and allowing spirit to just write with my non-dominant hand. Tremendous. I still have that in my journal today. And I go back and look at that message that I received from my intuition. Um, also, I have been in her spirit circles. If you have not ever been in a group coaching program, This is another short way to kind of tip your toe in the water with coaching with Manda because she offers these spirit circles uh, every month. So tell us just a little bit about spirit circle because I loved my experience with spirit circle. Um, Just just that that group energy that you don't get from one-on-one coaching, 
but yet they're both so very, very important. Um, so tell us about Spirit Circle because I loved my experience with Spirit Circle. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, anytime a group gets together in that intentional energy, it is really powerful and you learn from one another. So I run Spirit Circle once a month on the second and third Monday of every month. And it's a group experience of having your energy cleared and hearing your intuition and getting clear on maybe some next steps that are um, ready for you on your unique path. And so that's on my website too. take a look at Spirit Circle. And I'd love to have you join. Yes, 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 yes. This is a, that Spirit Circle is just a really good way because between the calls, you get a week to work on you yeah. and then come back together for the second call for that month. So take Manda up on some of these um, programs that she offers, some of these services, because it is really important for us to coach at this time. Uh, the energy shift that is that has been happening through 2020 and now going into 2021, there is a huge energy shift. You may be feeling it and you don't know what to do with it. This is the time to coach. I, I can't say that loud enough or strong enough for everyone to understand. We have to make coaching very normal. It has to be in our, in our budget every year to do some kind of coaching, some kind of growth tool for ourselves. Yes, yes. So, yes. I second yes. that very strongly. Well, do you have any wonderful words of wisdom you would like to close us out with today? Sure. So I'm a wordsmith. I love looking at the etymology of words and where they came from. And I'll share with you that, you know, we've been talking about intuition today. So I was curious and looked up the, the you know, where that word came from. And it comes from the Latin word intuere. And what it means is to guard and to protect. So I invite all of you to know that you have within you the ability to um, receive intuitive information either internally through your own senses or externally through what the universe or the divine wants to share with you. And it serves a really important purpose in your life. It it is there to guard and protect you. And I would add to that to guide you, to guide you as you navigate along the path, along the journey of life. It is um, an, a forgotten resource, our intuition. And my passion is bringing it out in the open and helping people connect with their inner knowing, their intuition, and being in a joyful, active relationship with it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It is a relationship. It's active. It's available. It is there for us to bring us joy and a complete feeling, a fulfilling, meaningful life of joy. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Um, this really, uh, you'll, you'll not miss any of the podcast episodes. And you're also welcome to always visit my website, maryannpack.com, where you'll find all of my services, my offers, my, my free offerings that I have for a journal. 
and um, ask the many. I also have uh, intuition, which is the anointing oil recipe that I got from my spirit guides, which is a delightful essential oil blend. And I just so look forward to um, the next time we get to visit. And remember, you are joy looking for a way to express. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. Please like, comment, and be sure to subscribe. Also, visit our website, maryannpack.com, for all of our services. Remember, you are joy looking for a way to express.